0: Listener. All right. Welcome to good... Also, right off the bat, what a great theme song. What a great theme song. I hope we have the rights to it. And you know, now that I say it, I've decided that's going to be the catchphrase for this podcast. What a great theme song. I hope we have the rights to it. We'll see if that one sticks. Welcome to Good Listener. My name is Eastman. And yours most likely is not. I have not met another Eastman in my lifetime. Somebody friend requested me on Facebook, but I think they were a robot. Anyway, my name is Eastman. This is Good Listener. You might be asking yourself, what is Good Listener? Am I a good listener? Is anyone? And I'm here to tell you that I don't care. But anyway, let's get into what this podcast is. The goal of Good Listener is to... Well, you know, I guess actually the goal is to have a podcast. So, in that sense, if you're listening to this, then mission accomplished, and goodbye forever. Just kidding. There's still a lot more to do. Good Listener is a podcast that takes the form of an audio variety show. There will be a number of different segments... And the goal of this show is to deal with the act of listening. So we'll have a number of different segments, and all of them will focus on listening. Unless they don't, maybe I will have segments that focus on things like food. I, I probably won't. I'll probably try to stick to listening. I think that's, I think that's what I'm going to handle. So, uh, let's talk about the segments. It's really incredible. This, this week, we have... Or this month? I don't, I don't know how often I'm doing this. This episode, all... Brand new segments. All brand new segments, believe it or not. I sure hope you do believe it because it's a fairly easy thing to believe. I'm not going to try to suspend your disbelief too much right out of the gate here. So uh, let's get into the segments. This week, uh, we're starting off with top five, top five, top five. A, a brand spanking. New, also, that's a really gross phrase. I'm going to refrain from using that from now on. A brand new segment, top five, top five, top five, where I'm going to Count down the top five of something in music. After that, we have What's That Sound, where I'm going to make a sound, and you will guess how I made that sound. After that, we have Hot Take Hotter Track, which will focus on one audio recording in particular. Then we have Audio Gripes, where I will complain about something. Then we have Calling Em Out, wherein I will take usually a composer but at the very least, some dead white man, uh, to task. Actually, I guess that's another segment where I'm complaining. So, And then we'll wrap things up with uh, sound I like to listen to, where I will play you a sound that I like to listen to. So let's dive right in uh, to our first segment today. This is Top 5, Top 5, Top 5. Take it away, Eastman from a week ago. Top, four, top 5, 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 Top 5. All right, welcome to the inaugural top five. Top five, top five, top five. Where we count down the top five of anything in music. Uh, This week, since the Good Listener legal team is still working uh, out some of the kinks with the rights to things and where we sit in terms of fair use, we are going to be counting down the top five silences in music. Starting us off is Aaliyah's song, are You That Somebody, recorded for the Dr. Doolittle soundtrack. It features a great little silence right after the lyrics, Don't Speak, You Know That Would Be Weak, and Before Oh Boy. So let's, uh, let's have a listen. Let's have a listen to that. Here it is. All right. That was number five on the list, Are You That Somebody by Aaliyah. Number four on the list uh, is Monkey Wrench, which is the first single off of the Foo Fighters' second album, The Color and the Shape. There's a great little silence in that uh, right before the first verse, which begins What Have We Done With Innocence. Let's hear that section right now from uh, Monkey Wrench by the Foo Fighters. All right, moving on. Number three on the list is from the track "Iliana" by the Mars Volta. This is the third track off of The Bedlam in Goliath, um, an album released in 2008. And uh, the singer Cedric Bixler-Tavala uh, had this to say about uh, Ilyana. Uh, it is a reference to Iliana Vasilevna Mironov, uh, which is the birth name of uh, actress Dame Helen Mirren. He says, quote, I named a song Iliana after the real name of actress Helen Mirren, because she is my favorite actress, and the song is a little lighthearted and different from the subject matter of the album. We will take your word on that one, Cedric. Uh, But there's a lovely silence in the piece, which is about four minutes and ten seconds in, and it lasts for a full two bars. So let's take a quick listen to this section of Ileana by the Mars Volta. All right, there we are. Quite a silence there. Moving right along, getting to the top two, uh, number two on our list today is actually from the piece Pictures at an Exhibition. Uh, this was composed by Modest Mishorsky, uh and later arranged for orchestra by Maurice Ravel. And the section that I am talking about uh, is in the Tenth Movement, which is at the Grand Gate of Kiev about three and a half, I mean, obviously depends on the performance, but about three and a half minutes in, there's, um, this lovely part where we, we get the recapitulation of the promenade theme, right? The bum, 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 bum. And right after that theme, we have a great little, uh, sequence in the string instruments. It comes up to this big climax and then there's a very, very pregnant pause, like a nine months pregnant pause. And then, well, I mean, it lasts, you know, two seconds but but uh it's it's as pregnant as a uh okay let's not say pregnant pause uh there's a, a a very uh you know it's just a great silence it's a great silence and then right right after that we get the recapitulation of the grand gate of kiev theme so let's take a listen to that silence There it is. All right. Now, number one on our list today of the top five silences in music comes from Daft Punk, and it's in the track Face to Face, which is the fifth single from their album Discovery. And it uh, comes right after the lyric, I tried to forget, then the silence, and then until I hit the bottom. So let's take a listen to that section of Face to Face by Daft Punk. Here it is. Quite a silence there. Kind of a shorter one, but still quite a... A silence. And that, my listeners, has been the top five silences in music. All right, that was top five, top five, top five. Some good silences. I love a good silence. Don't you? You know, it's worth noting, I did see Daft Punk live, actually, in uh, 2007. And the, the silence in the middle of face-to-face, maybe not the highlight of the show, but c- certainly up there. You know, these uh, cop- copyright is tough, guys. It's, it's tough. We talk a lot about the rights of, uh, of music. Copyright, song-right-ing, left and right, nightlight, rapper's delight. We don't often talk about the responsibilities, though, and that's that's all I had to say about that. Uh, the next segment on today's show is going to be "What's that sound?" Um, I'm going to make a sound for about thirty seconds, usually in my apartment, alone, and then the the fun game is is going to be that you can guess what the object is that I use to make that sound. That's right. All it's going to be all acoustic objects. None none of this. Uh, Oh, I, I I took this recording and then I put a uh what do the what do the kids call it flanger? No, none of, none of, none of the synthesized stuff, none of the digital stuff. It's all acoustic, one sound, one or maybe two or three objects, but all objects. And you can listen and try to guess what the sound is. So, here is what's that sound? What's that sound? So. Welcome to What's That Sound? I am currently alone in my bedroom, and I am going to make a sound using one object for about 30 seconds. Here we go. Like. what's that sound that was what's that sound if you think you know what the sound is you can tweet no you can't tweet at me uh, you can tell a friend that you know I, I got nothing for you um, I will let you know however next time on good listener, what that sound was. Also, speaking of what's that sound, I've been notified by my producer Nick that there might be the sound of Nick's radiator uh, behind the sound of my voice right now. We are recording in Nick's apartment. Nick, tell me, tell me about the radiator. nope don't. You know what? I've decided, Nick. I'm not going to give you the microphone. And you know, I, uh, Nick, I read the forums just as much as you do. People are always saying, put, put Nick on. Put, uh, give Nick the the microphone. Listen, guys. If I sell the, ca- if, what is it? If I stick my head up the cow's ass, no one's gonna pay me to drink the milk. Regardless, Nick is not getting on the microphone this time. It's just me today, guys, listeners. Up next is Hot Take Hotter Track, where I will talk about one recording at length. Should be pretty fun. You know, it's uh, some of these some of these segments are gonna be funny. Some of them, not so much. (laughs) That's all I had to say about that, just so you know. Some of them are going to be funny, some of them aren't. The following one, um, I'm pretty comfortable saying it's a funny one. So enjoy it. Alright, welcome to the inaugural Hot Take, Hotter Track. You know, in 2016, we lost Prince. We lost David Bowie. In 2017, we lost Tom Petty. And we also lost Walter Becker, which I don't think quite as many people talked about. But it I'm here to tell you today, it hit me pretty hard. I'm not going to lie or exaggerate. When David Bowie died, when Prince died, when Tom Petty died, I didn't really... I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't care, but it, it really didn't affect me um, on an emotional level. But when Walter Becker passed, I... Well, I drank scotch whiskey all night long, as it were, and while I did not die behind the wheel, as the lyric goes, I did cry my eyes out and listen to Asia on repeat. So, the reason for that is that I genuinely, unironically love Steely Dan, and in honor of that, the inaugural hot take, a hotter track, is going to be about Steely Dan, and it's going to be about one Steely Dan song in particular. And it's going to be about one instrumentalist on one Steely Dan song in particular. And the song is "Sign and Stranger" by Steely Dan, off of the Royal Scam. So let's dive right in. Let's stop right there. What we get at the beginning of this song is a one-bar statement by the piano uh, of the main melodic theme of this song that theme is going to come up over and over again. It's what the vocal melody is based on. And I'm, I'm not going to spend a ton of time talking about music theory or formal analysis on Hot Take Hotter track, but it is important to note that we get a one-bar statement of the main melodic theme of the song, and then we get a one-bar statement that tells us that the piano player, uh, Paul Griffin, has probably just done a ton of cocaine. So let's hear that again. We're going to get a one-bar statement of the melody and then a one-bar statement that lets us know that Paul Griffin has done a ton of cocaine. Let's hear that back. One-bar statement of the melody, and then... That guy. That guy just did a fat line. I mean, we can... That's that's what we're getting there. That's what that's telling us. Let's, let's listen to what he continues to play. Have you heard... So we're 16 and a half seconds into this recording, and Paul Griffin just played. I mean, it's a hacky thing to say, but did they tell him he was getting paid by the note? I mean, this guy is just throwing everything at the wall and not really caring to notice what sticks. Uh, You know, it's, it's literally after the first line of the melody. We get Have you heard about the boom on Mizar 5? You know, simple melody and the Let's let's listen to him continue. People got to shout to stay online. What? What? Blah, 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 blah. listen to that. Listen to that. Shout to stay Oh my god. Let's one one more time. It's so it's so obnoxious. But at the same time it's like perfect. All right, uh let's skip ahead so we get the first chorus. We get a couple references to prostitution and drugs, uh some mild sexualized racism, a key change, all this kind of stuff. And then um Let's skip ahead to where Paul Griffin is getting ready to play his piano solo. So Paul Griffin now has just been doing, you know, um, snorting lines off of the Ivories for, you know, uh, two and a half minutes, and um, he's getting ready to to come out with this piano solo. So let's 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 uh, let's hear this get set up here. It's all in- I mean, that guy sounds like he's been kept in a cage waiting to play the piano for four years. I mean, he just, he really comes out swinging. It is, and this guy, I mean, Paul Griffin played on American Pie. Uh, Paul Griffin played on most of Bob Dylan's, you know, studio recordings. And then somewhere along the way, he stumbled into Steely Dan's studio, uh, did a fucking gorilla finger and nose candy, and then just... Let loose on this track. Listen to him sprint through this piano solo. I I mean, I am willing to offer a good listener T-shirt to anybody who transcribes that. And the important thing to note there is that I don't have good listener T-shirts and probably won't. But if you transcribe that, I will. I will make you a T-shirt by hand, even. Anyway, let's uh, let's skip ahead to the end of the piano solo, and we're gonna hear the one. What I think is the one tasteful thing that Paul Griffin plays this entire recording. Did you hear it? Right right after the chorus. Be born again, my friend. And Paul Griffin plays, better now, better now. Those three notes, well, I guess, I mean, it's two notes. One of them's repeated. I think that's the most tasteful thing he plays on this entire recording. Let's, see, let's hear it again. You be born again, my friend. Better now. That's good. That's good playing right there. So, and then we're going to we're going to wrap up this uh, this recording by um, we're going to give the drummer some and then the horn section and Elliot Randall are going to take us home. So this has been Hot Take Hotter Track. That was Hot Take, Hotter Track. Now, listeners, it's not all fun and games in the world of good listening. Occasionally, there's something that really bothers me about sound, about music, and that's where this next segment comes from, Audio Gripes. This is where I will, I will tell you something that, that really gets on my nerves about listening or about sound or about music as a way to just kind of clue you in to what I think about when I'm listening because I'm a good... No, I can't... I'm a good listener? What, what, is that, what does that mean? <laughs> well, no, the, you know what? That's why we're here. That's why we're here, everybody. We're figuring it out, together. And some of that is, some of that is gripes. Some of that is uh, things you'd rather not hear. So, without further ado, another... I, I, I think to myself, it's the first episode. How could all of these segments be brand new already? And yet, you know, here we are. So, another brand new segment on Good Listener the debut of Audio Gripes. Welcome to Audio Gripes, the inaugural, of course, uh, segment of Audio Gripes. This is a segment wherein I am going to gripe about something related to sound and or music. This week, my gripe is about hand dryers. That's right, hand dryers. I hate them. They are, for me, one of the I I will say the most upsetting sonic thing that I run into on a daily basis. Um, I try to be I try to be very conscious of aural uh, health and take care of my ears. Uh, sometimes I have to use earplugs when I ride the subway, and most times when I go to a um, Gig or uh, or most kinds of concerts, I try to wear earplugs um, because I find that things are way too loud all of the time. I'm I'm very bad about using earbuds though. I I use the you know the iPhone um, earbuds and I, I tend to turn them up a little bit too loud while I'm uh, commuting and everything. I have actually noticed though that um, I believe that Apple has uh, put put uh, lowered the ceiling on how loud a device can be. I'm I'm almost positive about that one because I have an old iPod. And I also have a, a, a newer iPhone, and the iPhone just can't get as loud as the, as the iPod, which I would actually like to commend Apple on. I would like to tip my aural uh, cap to them and uh, thanking them for, for n- not only helping, but forcing all of us to take better care of our ears by not letting us turn up the, uh, the music too loud, or the podcasts, rather. Uh... Where, what was I, oh, yes, hand dryers. I hate hand dryers. I think they are probably one of the bigger threats to our ears um, that is out there today. And um, I I really think that they damage your ears. You can't, it's, the toughest part is that if you, most of them are automatic, right? I mean, they kind of have to be, because I think the ones where you push the, the, uh, the little, big metal button uh, to turn it on those are probably really not sanitary but um, the point is that if you're if you're rubbing your hands down there and you not down there but if you're if you're rubbing your hands right under the nozzle everything's fine I mean you hear like you know because it's the loudest sound in the world right now but um, if you're rubbing your hands right under the nozzle everything's fine and if it, it and the sound is too loud. But if you move your hands away and try to make the sound be a little less, and take your time a little bit more to dry your hands in a little bit less aurally offensive of a way, it just shuts off. So it's it's really a lose lose with hand dryers, and I hate them. I mean, if I'm if I'm washing my hands and I'm trying to take good care of you know not get a cold because it's cold season or whatever, and then I'm I'm you know I have to dry my hands. I'd much rather just have paper towels. But if I do have to use a hand dryer, I'd rather that I can just hold them further away and not hear. <laughs> I'm trying to get my hands dry. So, hand dryers, I'm calling you out. I think you're awful. And for me, you're the biggest sonic menace that we have right now. Maybe next time I'll talk about the tube. That was Audio Gripes. The next segment is called Calling Them Out. And it's worth noting that uh, the theme for this segment, at least, is stolen from Hayden Maxwell's podcast, Only the Best for Hayden Maxwell, the tagline of which is, where the greatest minds discuss the greatest movies. Uh, Hayden is a comedian in New York City who watches a movie every week with a comedian, uh, counting down the Sight and Sound's top 250 movies of all time list, and they talk about the movie. One week in particular on Hayden Maxwell's podcast, there was a segment called Calling Him Out, where Hayden Maxwell and the guest called out their conservative family members Uh, (laughs) that's not what this segment is about to be but I did steal the theme song and the title uh, from that segment you might be asking yourself why am I able to do that and the reason that I'm able to do that is that I made the theme song for that segment on Hayden Maxwell's podcast and I was that guest on Hayden Maxwell's podcast so without further ado (laughs) another brand new segment calling them out Calling him out. Calling him out. Calling him out. Welcome to Calling him Out. Eastman yells at old dead white men. End parentheses. This segment is about me yelling at dead white men. Most often composers, but I'm sure there will be a theorist or uh, a music critic in there. Uh, everyone knows that I have a serious bone to pick with Theodore Adorno, but we're going to leave that for now. So, a few weeks ago, I was feeling very homesick. I'm currently living in London, and sometimes, every once in a while, uh, I miss Ohio, because that was the state I most recently spent the most time in. So I was feeling kind of homesick, and I was missing the the cornfields, and the state fairs, and the churning butter by the fire, and the raccoons, and the tacos. (laughs) So... I did what any sensible American would do, and I started to listen to some Aaron Copeland. And I put on Appalachian Spring Suite by Aaron Copeland. And it started out great, you know? It was nice. We had some of that, uh... It was was sunrise over the cornfields. There was a nice open fifth, or, uh, I don't know, some kind of overtone series type thing. It was nice, you know? And then as we moved on, there was that beautiful moment where uh it sounds like a gopher is uh popping out its head from uh its gopher hole or wherever gophers live. Let's take a little listen to that. Yeah, da, 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 da. yeah plenty of good fun. And then, you know, things build up in the uh in the Copeland and you know eventually it kinda it sounds like we're at a uh we're at a hoe down or something, you know, where we we're kinda we're kinda dancing, right? Everybody's having a good time, hopping around in the barn, you know, dancing. There's where the problem happens, all right? Do you hear that? Listen very closely to what happens, because we're, we're having a great time at this hoedown, everybody's dancing around, and then all of a sudden, Copland goes into this, this, this 9-8 thing, that I, I, don't, I don't understand it. He brings in this, this 9-8 time signature. Okay. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 1, 2, 3, four. Who dances to 9-8? The answer, of course, is... People, people do. People dance to 9-8. There's some, I think there's some Balkan music that's traditionally in 9-8. But the point is, Copeland, I haven't been to a hoedown where people dance in 9-8. I'm pretty sure you haven't either. So I don't get it. Am I I feeling like I'm at a hoedown? Am I supposed to be thinking about the abstract concept and latent uh, musical aspects of hoedowns? You know, what, what am I supposed to be doing? I can't dance to that. I mean, to be honest, I can't dance to most of Appalachian Spring, but I can at least pretend that I would, I guess. What, what is this? What is that? You know, I mean, fuck you, Copeland. What is this 9-8 hoedown bullshit? You know? And then as, as it goes on, you know, let's, let's, let's just go to the, the, the end of that section right there. Oh, 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 boo-hoo. Oh, oh, oh I'm what is that? Huge pause. Jeez, I mean, turn the schmaltz up some more, Copeland. You know, and the thing is, we're all just waiting for Tis a Gift to be simple, right? But no, he's going to make us listen to this. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. So, fuck you, Copeland. I'm pissed off now. I was just trying to think about Ohio and the open fields. And now I'm stuck back in music theory class counting out, you know, off-time signatures so Copeland you're a chump and uh that's the end of dead white men for this week or calling him out whatever this segment's called I'm too fired up now to remember the name I'm gonna go listen to some some berg calling him out oof pretty uh pretty heated segments some gripes some call outs listeners you're, you're probably a little bit fired up probably a little bit upset about hand dryers and the beginnings of Appalachian Spring maybe go listen to the end of Appalachian Spring or at least the Tis a gift to be simple part but I'll do my duty here as the uh, leader of good listening, good listener I suppose by um, helping you to cool down both figuratively and uh, literally If, if uh, you'll, you'll see what I mean in, in a couple of minutes but that was, that was pretty clever what I just did we're gonna we're gonna end today's episode with a segment called "Sounds I Like to Listen to." Uh, in this segment, I will play you a sound that I like to listen to. Pretty 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 self-explanatory. And the sound that we're going to listen to today, like all of these sounds, is gonna be it's a sound that I made, and I, I made this sound a number of years ago. Um, it was it was right when I was starting my education in. Uh, electroacoustic music and I was I was playing around with field recorders and you know editing sounds and doing all this kind of stuff and I went out to uh the Crow Island Fields. Shouts out to uh Winnetka, Illinois, the suburb from which I'm from you know what in fact, uh Nick cut that out. I don't want anybody to know that I'm from Winnetka. Thank you. Um I <laughs> tell people here I'm from Ohio, so don't uh, don't use that part. Um I went out to the the Crow Island fields with my friend Ethan, and we, it was all frozen. It was it was the middle of January, so so all the all the ice was frozen over, and um, all the ice was frozen over. The, oh God, oh Lord, uh, the pond was frozen. So we walked out on the ice, and I took some recordings of us uh, walking on the ice, and I eventually you know played around with them and put them on top of each other and stuff, and uh, it, it it makes this really kind of you know what I'm I'm not even gonna describe it, I'm just gonna play it for you and that'll that'll wrap up the podcast today we're gonna end with uh sounds I like to listen to I hope you've enjoyed this first episode of good listener and if you have um do the things that you're supposed to do if you enjoy something I don't know I I can't I can't come up with those specifics right now smash you know smash the like button subscribe to my YouTube channel which is non-existent um just you know generally TCOB on that one take care of business um But I I hope there are more uh, good listener episodes to come. I'm sure there will be. And I hope you'll listen to me talk about (laughs) Steely Dan more. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to pass it over to uh, this audio file that I made. Here is a sound that I like to listen to. Thank you for listening.